0: I wanted to speak today about a concept that's fundamental in Chassidus. There's many different aspects of it to speak. But um, I'd rather just try to discuss as much as we could. The Indian of Gula and Golos has many dimensions. The Indian of Golos and Gula that has a dimension, Bigashmis, that the Yidin are what the Gemara calls Shibud Malchius. The Yidin are suffering. and you know, B'gashmi is in many different levels. There's the of Golos and Ge'ul pi which is the inin of Shlemus HaTerev mitzvah. that in time of Golos we're not able to fulfill the Terev in its complete form. Gulah is the time we'll be able to fulfill the in its most complete form. Then there's the of Golos and Ge'ul pi what it means by a person. Now, obviously, they're not a contradiction. All these three different things, but each one is, you know, they they're all connected. But each one is focusing on another dimension of it. So, the of and Gula chsidis I would really break down into into two main aspects. There's one aspect which is discussed a lot in my modern Throat Chsedes, and there's one aspect which is more. Uh, the Rebbe speaks about, the, the Rebbe focuses on more, which is maybe a little bit deeper, a little bit more fundamental. Yeah, many my modem speaks about the Indian of Golos, it's connected with Golos Ashina. What's the idea of Golos ashchina The idea of Golos Ashina is a concept which is spoken about in the Chazal, in a number of places, and it has many, many different explanations what it means, what Golos ashchina means. But uh, on a basic level, it means that godliness is concealed. Godliness means that uh, when Eibushter is revealed in the world, so then Debishta is what's running the world. Godliness is what's running the world. The world is nullified. And the world has to, you know, the world is uh, fulfills what Eibushter wants. When godliness is concealed, so then, so it seems as if the world runs its own course. And uh godliness is not the most is not the one that's running the show. Obviously in truth Debesha is always running the show, but that's the idea of Gaulas, it's concealed, they don't see it. So Khsidas is full of and Kabbalah is full of the concept of Golas Ashina. The creation of Klippas is in of Golas Ashina when a person does an Aveda, he adds heis and clippers in of Golas Ashina. Golas Ashina is many you know, is a concept that it comes out and which, I mean, it's the basic idea, is the same, but it's expressed in many different levels and angles. But the point here that I want to focus upon is pushed at a very simple level in the basis of Chesedis, the godliness is concealed. What's the Indian of Gula? Gula means the godliness is revealed. Now, Chassidus speaks a lot about the Indian of the difference of the Zmanha and Zmanha golas. If you look at many of my modern and Chesedis, you have, uh, if you want a nice, nice, compilation of it, as you have in the Sefer Migrela Lagula, it's translated from Exile to Redemption, they have a whole chapter, I think, discussing this. It's a very nice compilation of various, you know, short, brief excerpts and various different my modem, giving different points about it. But the point is that in the time of al-Salat speaks about the fact that in the time of the Beis Hamikdash, godliness was revealed. The Eden went up to the Beis Hamikdash. they saw godliness. It was where was, ten miracles that took place in the Beis Hamikdash. On a uh daily day way or an annual level, whatever it was, but it was ten set miracles that happened when the Jew went to the base of Mikdash he sensed godliness, he saw whatever whatever we could whatever we could understand it means and that affected the whole world so at that time for Yid to serve the apish, there wasn't uh less of was much less of any sign. We had unfortunately even tzias it was a little different. You had people serve the avodah but that was—that wasn't because it says that. Uh, I don't want to get into discussion in the time of the first place. Of Mitesh, if you want to serve the godliness was revealed. The word of David the said, "We don't want the We <laughs> we want avodah But if they wanted to, it wasn't as if godliness itself was concealed. Of course, was revealed. Alumai, they decided that uh, they they want to choose another path. In the time of, later on, in the time of Golos, it's posh it hard to, have the person has to work hard on himself to be able to feel something. Those days, if somebody wanted to, he was able to. The part was whether they wanted to or not. Well, that's a separate discussion. So In the times of the Beis Hamikdash, Godliness was revealed. In the first Beis Hamikdash was on a higher level. In the second Beis Hamikdash also, but fine, But in general, in the time of the Beis Hamikdash, Godliness was revealed. As a result, Ayut was able to serve Dei B'Shem. Now, the same way he was in the world, Godliness was revealed. The same thing was also in the person's nefesh, and every person is a nefesh al and a nefesh bahamas So, in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, mikdash in the time of the of Beis HaMikdash, mikdash in the time when there wasn't before this man HaGolos, so there the nefesh alakis of a person was much, was revealed, was much more uh, easier to access. And the nefesh al-Bahamas was much easier to control. The bitul ch'sidis discusses, we say in Musaf, Bein Lanu. We can't go up, and we can't see, and we can't bow down in front of you. So the fact that we can't go up and see the e okay? So the goal is we can't bow down, if we can go down on the floor like you do, You do we can't bow down in front of you. So this explains, we're not talking about the physical exercise of bowing down, we're talking about the deeper meaning of bowing down. Bowing down means that a person reaches such a level of nullification that the e that the head and the foot, become equal. It's a type of nullification that permeates the person entirely from head to toe. That type of little of nullification can only be experienced when you're able to go up and see the Ebeshter. So now you're able to do... Huh? You're not allowed to p- bow down. I mean there's different halachas when you know you have a halacha. Good, but I'm saying... I'm not discussing the halacha. I'm, sa- I'm saying when we say... The Pashas means you can't go up to the base of mikdash and bow down the Fanech over there. But the Indian is that it's not just about bowing down physically. So when you don't see the so what Chassidah says is kriya, there's kneeling, there, there's there's an external way of bowing down. But the, the true idea of bowing down means complete bittul, complete nullification. That you can only have when you perceive, when you see Getlichkeit, when, you when you're see, you able to perceive godliness, you're able to have that experience, that level of bittul. So in the time of Gaulus we don't have that. We have kabbalah soil, which is you do it even though we don't want to do it, which in a certain element is even greater than the type of bital that they had in time to base on mitos. That's a separate discussion. But the but the person should be completely permeated with true Bitl that we don't at least most people not able to have. So the same way in 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 the world at large godliness was revealed, so it's in the person's nefesh. the ability for Nefish kiss to be revealed is much more accessible. And then so the the and the 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 point that where both things connect is and when there's a Golos in a lakus, the godliness is concealed and the person's nefesh alakis is in Golos and his own nephesha Bahamas is godly souls in exile and his animals also that causes the Golos begashmis, That causes a physical exile. When the Yidden are are uh, which what Khsida speaks about, the Gaulus the fact that in time of exile godliness is is concealed. Godliness, so to say, is that gives highest gives the energy to Eden through, not directly, but through the 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 malachim, the different malachim that are in charge of the of the nations of the world, the different constellations, whatever it is. And in that setting, the goyim have the ability to power, to, 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 to subjugate the Jewish people. So Chsuda speaks a lot. The of difference of when, in other words, that Golus is the time that godliness is concealed compared to this manha habayis, and the gula is the time the godliness will be revealed. So when godliness is revealed, and or in the nefesh of a person, and the soul of a person, the nefesh of the kis, the godly soul is more revealed. So automatically, you make effects in the world that you know that that the the the, the Jewish people are not subject subject to, to to exile to to you know they 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 they're connected with the their connection connection with the gets revealed. So begashrimi say also. They're the ones that are on top. They're not subjugated to other people's uh, enslavement and so on and so forth. So that's what Chassidah speaks a lot in many, many places. The Rebbe, I would say, added a little bit of a deeper dimension to this. Whatever, they may be taking the liberty of saying this, but I think if you could put it this way. The Rebbe explained that the meaning of Golos is a little bit more fundamental than just the difference between the time of the Beis HaMikdash and the time of Golos. The Rebbe explains that the etzem creation of the world, is already a Golos. Why, why is the creation of the world by default already a level of Golos of exile? Because in order to create the world, the had to conceal his light. You know, Chizkidus explains that the idea of the Simson marishin the the great whatever. We want to get into all the different levels and discussions, but in order for the world to be created, the Eibushat had to conceal his light. So the 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 the, the, the explains that Simson marishin is the shadish for 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 all chatoim essentially. All sin comes from this concealment. So another, even in the times of the first Beis Hamikdash, the the Dvar Hashem, the, the words of Hashem that were in the creation, in the Beis Hamikdash, you felt godliness. But if you walked around the streets in Japan and America, wherever it is, whatever they had, the streets, they didn't have the streets. <laughs> but no, it's the, and it's just as as any Hashem on the I wouldn't say that. But another, you walked around, did you see the godliness in creation? I don't know, not necessarily. So it was godliness in the world. But in other words, the essential inherent godliness that's in creation was hidden. It's it's the way the world was created, is that uh, is, is is not only that the, that the higher levels of godliness were concealed, but even the basic level of godliness that's within creation, the k'echa poel benifil, is concealed. So what does gula mean? So over here, I, I I may again, this is just my understanding. I'm just discussing it. Uh, if anyone is uh, could could could. Could disagree, whatever, i just discussing the way it appears to me, is that, in other words, when the, the goal of the redemption through Mashiach is not just a matter of revealing godliness in the world, similarly to the way it was in the first place, I mean, the Shur, even greater. The way Rebbe the Rabbi explained is the Sikha, Sikha Shavuot, Pashash, Tav, Shem, I spoke about it here once before. It's a very fundamental Sikha that Rebbe explains the concept of the sure and complete redemption. The idea of Gu'ulam means that in every single created being is recognized the fact that he comes from De'ebishtir. the Ebishter. The Rebbe says, we use the term a true or complete redemption. What want me true or complete redemption. If there's one thing in the world that its connection to the Ebishter is not revealed, so you can't say that it's a true, you can't say that even the 99% of things in the world where their connection to the is revealed is a true redemption. Why? Because if there's one thing in the world, that seems to be different than godliness means a some it seems some existence outside of godliness. That is a contradiction to the concept, to the idea of Enid Levadit. There's nothing else besides godliness. So the true redemption means that in every single being in the world has revealed this connection with godliness. This is something not just that there's a revelation of godliness in the world in general, like the first base Samikdash, where the spirit rules the matter, things like that. Here we're talking about that within the physical matter itself, we see clearly in every single dimension of it its connection with, with, with the Alakus. So, in a certain sense, the Rebbe's explanation, I think, is a little bit maybe more basic, but a little bit more fundamental than maybe the classic discussion of Zman habayis, you know, the Zman ha-Golos, the time of Golos, which is the time the Beis that you find discussed in many places in this I think the Rebbe goes a little bit. More basic, discussing bichlal, from the creation of the world until Mashiach, there's always a Gaulus. Even in the time of the first Beis Hamikdash, I remember correctly. I think there's even clearly a Sikha that saw this that even in the time of the first Beis Hamikdash, there was still a level of Gaulus in the world. There was still a level of exile by the mere fact that, if it's a county of the world, you didn't see the, the you didn't see clearly its connection with godliness. You didn't see that godliness as creating it. So good. Um, now. What does this mean? for the Reb also spoke about this concept in the famous sichas, in the summer of of Tavshinun Aleph. Of or is 1991 Shabbosim of Emir, After Meiskedeshim Emre, the Rebbe spoke then, for about goyla and geula, about the idea that the, the word geula redemption is made of the word goyla, which means exile. Just you add an Aleph to it. So the Rebbe explained that the idea of redemption is you take everything that's in exile and you reveal the Aleph represents Hashem, the Ebesh, the Ebesh is called the Aleph, the ruler, whatever of the world. So the Rebbe spoke, then there's different levels in Aleph also, which I don't want to get involved, get get lost with all different dimensions here, but the first basic level is that you reveal within the world the koyach hapoel benifo, the godly energy that creates it. So that is taking every single... Not, not that you're bringing something new into the world, you're taking every single aspect that's there and you are revealing its connection with the apiishta. So that is a very uh, that's just one of under, the just understanding of what Gous and Gula means in the terms of Hass. Now what it means in the terms of, of persons when you understand that understanding of Golas and Gulas it's much easier to, easier to relate the concept of Golos and Gula to a person himself. Sometimes when you speak about the need for Mashiach, or what the Gula means, so it's hard for people to relate to it. For, for most people, Gula is, an, is a medium to get rid of Tzadis. So unfortunately, it's a Tzadis there develop. Plenty of people have Tzadis, but there are people that don't have Tzadis, people that say, what do I need Mashiach for? I have a good job, I have my family is healthy, you know. There are people that have this question. I won't say there's one, one, one answer fits all. There's a number of approaches you can give based on where the person is coming from. So one approach people say is like what you call going global. You know, you say, you know, you might not be suffering. Look how, much the, how many thing, people in the world are suffering. Doesn't, most people doesn't speak to But there's a concept of understanding that as long as Moshiach is not here, a person is in galus. Why is he in galus? Because his real mitsis, of who he really is, is not being expressed. Because uh, Simon Jacobson was putting it in this way. he was speaking to him about this a few weeks ago. He said that every person has what his tafkid is in this world, what his mission is in this world. If, as long as if a person never you know, most people don't even think about this. You know, who who are they? They have a business. They have those. What they're meant to do. Who they really are doesn't necessarily even register with them. So the way I would put it is their whole. I will put it like this, what is tajigolos? What means a person is in gaolos? There's two ways of understanding this. These are my own mishelems. Let's say a person is in prison. You understand why it's called an exile? Why? Because he's inhibited. He can't move, can't express himself, he can't do what he wants. That's one of the that speaks in that tzich, that ever brings this word. And then the chukas So a person that can't express his real true self is in gaolos. So when a person has you know, a person has, every person struggles, and most people, they have what they really want to do, they really want to accomplish in the world. Or goals that they have that they think are beyond their capability of reaching, but deep down they want. So as long as a person can't reach that, that's a goal. He's, he's not being able, his nishama, his, his, his soul, his true desire is not being able to be expressed. He's, for whatever reason, he has this, all physical you know things in the world don't allow him to express it but that's that's an exile it's a very deep exile it's it's that his his self his desires is yeah what your person he can't control himself he's addicted to something or but shi'a. the point is that a person there is a certain idea that a person his true desires is concealed as an exile but then' there's a little this is my own two cents I would add maybe something which a little more subtle but when the person is not fulfilling his true you know, the marshal just personally, my Zayda, Rabbi Yitzchak David Groner, was, he was sent on shlichus to Melbourne. But the Rebbe was pushing him for a number of years. For, for for a few years, he worked here in Crown Heights, under the Rashag. Rabbi Gerari, for the local yeshiva, temple. he went around to collect money, to do different, whatever it was he was doing, he was he was check up on how the yeshivas are doing. So when they finally moved to, whatever, the Rebbe pushed him for a number of years to go, and then he moved to Melbourne, and, and, and the, the Rebbe said originally it was for only a few years, and then they would just, could decide they could go back. And my Bobby wrote a letter to the Rebbe. The Rebbe answered a very famous letter the Rebbe wrote back to her. And my Bobby, basically, one of the things she said is that my Zaidi was already doing shluchas even before he was in Melbourne. Why can't he just come back here and do what he was doing here? So the Rebbe gave the... Uh, analogy the difference between a clerk and an executive somebody that is he has a nine-to-five job he works in someone else's institution he's an employee let's say there's a store of business and he has a job so he does his hours when the thing <laughs> when the job is over he goes home he doesn't lose sleep over if the you know if, if you know if the business is not going well it's not his headache he did his thing and went to sleep. An executive, the one that it's his business, by him, it's not just a nine-to-five. By him, you know, the whole time, it's uh, he's worried about it, and he's the one that has to, that has to, uh, you know, try to fix it. So, from one hand, he has more agmasnefesh, he has more ha- heartache, because, you know, it's, it's all upon him. On the other hand, he's able to accomplish much more. You know, he's not just that he doesn't punch in nine and punch out five. His... His, his gratification is a much bigger, bigger scale. So in other words, what the Rebbe was saying is that, compared to the capabilities Maizeta had, for him to use that as capabilities, as just doing what he was doing until then, wasn't, was nice, but it didn't come close to what he was able to do when he was in the position now. So in a similar sense, if a person has the capabilities to do more than he's doing, so he might be doing something and he might be learning Torah, doing mitzvahs, but he's not able to do it the way it's supposed to be. So He's not using. He's also a galos. It's He's not. A, he's not being able to express who is his, his true, his what he's really meant to do, what he's able to do, and how much more. So, a person doesn't even realize what he's able to accomplish. You know. So these are. So, not, and when a person thinks about Golos and Gaula in the in the person's own nefesh, and this idea that Chassidus speaks about, or this at least way the Rebbe explains the idea of Golos and guula in the world reflects very in a very relatable way, in a very practical way, to how a person looks at himself. So this is the union of Golos and there's a standard In of Golos and Gaula. There there's another few points to discuss. Um, in that same Sikha the Rebbe says another point. The Rebbe says that even though that Gula means, Gula, usually explained as liberation, means before you are in exile, and now you're being liberated, you're able to express yourself, like all the things I was explaining before. The Rebbe said the truth is there's another dimension here also, which is the Indian that Rebbe says that the Indian of Gaula, redemption, is a chiddush. It's a new type of existence compared to Gaulis, compared to exile. So, in other words, it's not just about revealing what was hidden or concealed before, it's also about going to a higher, new, totally new level. And this Rebbe also, this concept Rebbe spoke about in, in, in Tafshin on and Aleph, and Rebbe's been touched upon it, I think, a few times, that there's the Indian of Gula redemption, as it is related to exile, to take a yid out of exile. So there, we understand what we, you know the, the purpose and the need for redemption is. But then there's a higher inion in Mashiach, there's a higher union in Gula, which is not just to make a person fulfill his potential that he already has, or to make everything in the world reveal that connection that already he already has with Godliness, but to be poel to create something new, a higher level of, of connection with the Epyshter. So, this is uh, the Rebbe's talk in on in Unalaf, it's more connected maybe with the second period of Mashiach, which is when things move on to a higher, new level. But that's also part of Gula. It's not, I'm just trying to highlight, it's not, Gula is not just about revealing what's hidden. There isn't, there is, it goes, that's, that's the first step. There's a higher step to it as well. But uh, nevertheless, you know, it's, uh, one, both aspects are not in contradiction one to another. One leads to the next. First is the of revealing what you have, and then you go to a high level. There's another aspect I wanted to speak, another nekut I wanted to speak about, the you meaning know, of guula. Uh, not so much connected with what I said before. It might even sound a little bit contradictory, but fine. There's, 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 interest, there's, there's two sikhahs that I've seen. The Rebbe speaks about what ge'ula, redemption means in the avoid of a person. Uh, and these sikhahs are not standard mashiach sikhs, The sikhs are actually elol sikhahs spoke about in Elul and Tes. The 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 month of Elul has a number. We know there's a number of Rashi Tevis. The word Elul Aleph Lamad Vav Lamad. There's an acronym for a number of different things. Whatever, whatever, all the different things. But there's this five Rashi Tevis acronyms that Rebbe mentioned. And there's many. If you look at the have many more. But these were the five that Rebbe always quoted. So you have Ani l'daydi v'daydi li, you have Yina l'rayayu, there's the name of Teira, the name of Tzaka, the Nin of Tefillah, the Nin of Teshuvah, and the name of guula. You have Eslavav, Chav Eslavav, Deybushur circumcised your heart, there's the of Teshuvah, and then Ashiru La'ashemah, Yemru L'aymur, from Ozyoshur, the name of Gu'ulah. So the Rebbe spoke about what is the difference between, there's basically three, Rashi Tavis, acronyms of which is Torah Tefillah and Staka, Torah Prayer and, and Giving Staka, Doing Mitzvah. And then above that is Tshuva, Repentance. And then there's of Redemption. So what is the difference between them? So the Rebbe spoke a very deep point. The Rebbe said, first three, we understand the the when the Yid serves the Ebishter, so Yid serves the Ebishter in a way of Soil, he accepts the yoke, and he does what Ebishter wants of him. So he learns Torah, he davens, he does mitzvahs. A higher, on a deeper level, is not only he does what Ebishter wants, but he also does He, he does it in the way of tshuva. Tshuva, the Rebbe says, is the Indian, that he has desire, he has simcha. But the Rebbe adds a very powerful word. The Rebbe says, as long as you are a Mitsya separate from the it's not called ge'ula. As long as it could be someone serving the Eved, completely nullified. The Rebbe gives her in another seer, The Rebbe says you can have a nation that's totally nullified to their king, but at least, as but they're a nation and there's a king. That's two separate entities. As long as they don't merge as one, the nation is still in exile. The people are sitting. And what are they? What are they in exile here? <laughs> they're in their own mitzvahs. They're in exile because they're in their own existence and not one with the existence of the Eved. So the Rebbe spoke that the Deen of geula is that a yid. Leaves his, he gets liberated from his existence, and he becomes one with Abishur's e. existence. Now, for most people, it might turn them off because they say that uh, I just spoke that the end of Gula is that you're realizing your full potential. Here, the Rebbe is saying that the truth is it's not a contradiction. That's, huh? That's what it is. Right. The truth is that the true, as long as a person is limited to his own self, he can't really express himself. The true idea of self. So the Rebbe actually speaks in Mitzvah. He speaks a very interesting thing. People have. People say when sheikh comes, you're going to become like robots, you're going to be zombies, because there won't be any free choice. So first of all, I don't understand the question, because won't shot. there the, the won't be any free choice. You wanna have a Yetzirah. Until now, you want to do what's right, but you have something that's stopping you, that's pop-ups that are stopping you from doing what Ebishter wants. Finally, you'll be free of them. you are be able to do what you really want. Not shot. you become a robot. Don't You'll be able to do what you really want. But the Rebbe says, in a, the says in a deep word, the Rebbe says, The idea of choice means that you're given two choices and you have to choose between them. So it's really not coming from you. You didn't create the choices and you didn't create the capability to choose between them. The Rebbe speaks about it. The Rebbe says, The true that was coming from you is in that level of the Neshama that's completely higher than the whole ballpark of of, of that the level of the nisham where nothing else exists besides the avisher, that's the true avoda bekeiachasmi. That's when the yid is serving the avisher truly from himself, from his essence. Because as long as there's different levels, there's a good and a bad, and you have to choose, it's, it's, it's you're already limited. It's not, it's not really coming from you. The true, the very whatever you have to understand the word, The Rebbe says a very powerful word. It's a true Bechira, true avoda bekeiachasmi is the when Mashiach comes. The when you don't have to choose between bad and good. The is you should have the gula midas v'ashleimu take from your admonish.